0: Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down a common mistake that I've seen for a number of years with the fantasy football space and a a mistake that I kind of wanted to address in this video. So today we're going to test the notion that you can't win your fantasy drafts in the first few rounds, but you can lose it. And I've heard this, you know, narrative this common jargon for many fantasy analysts and you know podcasts over the years and i wanted to test if it's actually true and in my opinion it is not so uh we're going to kind of dive deep into that notion in today's video so if you guys enjoyed this video like the video comment any of your thoughts down below subscribe to the channel if you are new i can see on the back end 65 70 of you guys that watch these videos are not subscribed what are you doing hit the subscribe button totally free to do so it really helps us out we really appreciate it check out the patreon if you want uh more fantasy content more dynasty content all the notes and the backend stuff that we post in any of these kind of strategy videos will always be uploaded to the Patreon. But uh, with that being said, let's hit the intro. Okay. So from now to the rest of the summer, basically, we're going to make Friday's strategy Fridays. And we're going to talk about, you know, a strategy macro related video on Fridays, because I think a lot of this stuff is really, really important. And I know, you know, many of you guys want to hear about player analysis and what players that we're into this year, but on this channel, I mean, it says right in our link that we're not here to tell you just who to draft. We're here to educate you and help you become a better fantasy player. And that starts with myself as well, because I'm typically just sharing research and sharing findings with you guys. So today's topic on this video is, the notion that you should draft somebody because they're safe and specifically at the running back position, because if you draft the safe running back, like Nick Chubb, for example, he won't kill your fantasy team, right? He might not win you the league necessarily, but you can make up for it in other areas of your draft. There's a right and wrong way to play it safe. I I'm afraid this is the way that um, most people would you know, suggest playing it safe, but that is not the way that I would play it safe. So what playing it safe means at the beginning of your draft is, let's say you guys are more conservative. You just want to make the playoffs in your home league. You don't want to lose the league at the draft because you drafted a bunch of risky players. But playing it safe only applies at certain positions. For starters, there's no such thing as a safe running back. I'm here to tell you that trying to draft a running back because you think they're safe is the wrong way to play fantasy. It is very difficult to win a championship with that mentality. What we want to do in fantasy drafts is take calculated risks. So I'm not necessarily saying that you need to draft every player who's really risky because, uh, you know, the upside is so tantalizing. No, what I'm saying is players that you believe have high, high ceilings. You take those calculated risks and maybe, you know, supplement that safety in other position groups like wide receiver quarterback or tight end. For example, I believe Saquon Barkley has league winning upside this year. As I covered in Monday's video, I think he has a good chance, you know, greater than 50% to actually stay healthy this Year and as long as he stays on the field, he's going to be a league-winning running back. So I'm going to draft him over a guy like Nick Chubb, who's being drafted in a similar area, who I believe doesn't have that high ceiling because of what we know about both of those guys' workloads, their target shares, um, you know, the ability that they have as players and their offenses. So the reason that playing it safe at running back is a flawed strategy, and the mistake that I've seen a lot of fantasy players make. Because football is a dangerous sport and injuries happen all the time, especially at the running back position. These guys take an absolute beating when they're carrying, you know, third and twos up the middle, they're getting hit by 300 pounders, 250 pounders constantly 15 18 19 times a game and they're susceptible to a lot of injuries and wear and tear because of it even if guys don't miss 10 plus games with an injury playing through injury can affect a multitude of things like how much work their coaches are willing to give them which I think we saw from Antonio Gibson last year because he was dealing with injuries their efficiency which we've seen from uh, you know Ezekiel Elliott last year when he was injured etc so the reason that playing it safe at running back is a flawed strategy is because running backs are inherently a risky investment. If you were playing it safe financially in a financial setting, your financial advisor would likely have you invest in low yield bonds or T-bills or currency or something that is not going to um, come with a lot of risk. However, the running back position, no matter how safe they seem, are like a volatile startup that your crazy uncle told you about. They're not safe investments. They could hit big, but they're not safe investments. So if any uh, if any running backs feel safe, they're not actually safe because inherently all running backs are injury prone. So I tweeted this out today, but I wanted to prove it 100%. So I spent pretty much most of the day researching this. We know that running backs are more susceptible to injuries inherently. It's, we've heard it from doctors. We've heard it from, you know, uh, stats in the past. I went back and looked at the top 20 running backs in ADP. And the reason I looked at the top 20 is because I'm testing the notion that you can't win your fantasy draft in the early rounds, but you can lose it. And again, I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can win and lose your fantasy draft in the first couple rounds before each season. So I tested the top 20 running backs in ADP versus the top 20 wide receivers in ADP and compared how many games each position missed. And as you guys can see on the screen, we have the top 20 running backs in ADP on the left, top 20 wide receivers in ADP on the right, going back to the year 2015. And in each category, you can see the average games missed of those 20 running backs and 20 wide receivers that year in ADP. And those averages spit out this. On average, 3.26 games missed is the uh, amount of games that running backs that were drafted in the top 20 of ADP were missing. 1.86 is the average that the wide receivers were missing. And on top of these averages, we had a couple other things that I wanted to test. We had 4.1 out of 20 running backs each season suffer injuries that caused them to miss six or more games versus 2.5 out of 20 per season for wide receivers. So, So running backs were also susceptible to more serious injuries as well. And 63 out of the 140 running backs, 20 running backs per year for seven years, miss zero or one game only. So most of these guys were not staying healthy, right? Uh, 63 out of 140, that's less than 50% versus 94 out of 140 for wide receivers missing either zero or only one game. So for the most part, we know, and this was you know conventional wisdom, I'm not breaking anybody's minds or anything like that. We know that wide receivers are inherently more likely to stay healthier than running backs. So by every angle, whether injuries are serious, ticky-tack injuries, whatever the case is, Wide receivers stay healthier than running backs. So if you want to play it safe in your drafts, don't take the running back that you think is safe. Just draft a similarly ranked wide receiver in the early rounds. And most importantly, only take the risk on running backs when the upside is mind-blowing fantasy numbers. 18 plus, 20 plus, 22 plus, PPR points per game. And to go back to another financial example, it would be like if I was telling you, Hey, I have a really risky stock, but the upside is only a 3% rate of return. You'd probably laugh in my face if I was your financial advisor versus if I said, Hey, I got a risky stock for you. The upside is 30% rate of return, but you're a lot more likely to take that risk because the upside is so high. That's how you want to approach running backs in the early rounds of your draft. So if you're drafting a running back in the first four rounds, you want to be certain that that guy has a high, high ceiling for one of the following paths that I outlined in monday's video and you can go check that out and i'll have that you know linked in the cards or something like that so early on in drafts the running back strategy that i have adopted as a fantasy player is go big or go home what i mean by that is there is a scenario i can reasonably paint where a player's range of outcomes can lead them to an 18 plus 20 plus 22 plus ppr point per game score then they're worth that risk that i'm taking by drafting a running back early now to illustrate my point further i've pulled best ball win rates from Rotoviz since 2015. And the goal of this was to determine how many running backs and wide receivers were providing an advantage to the person that drafted them. And the criteria for this is 8.3% win rate. And what 8.3% represents is in a standard 12-man league, you have a 1 in 12 chance of winning the championship, stands to reason. 1 in 12 is precisely 8.3%. So knowing that the downside risk of injuries went in favor of wide receivers early, I wanted to see if the same was true for the upside of a high win rate running back. So as you guys can see on the screen, I have a win rate table for running backs in the top 50 overall picks of ADP and how many of these guys were returning on their investments. So basically any running back that had higher than an 8.33% win rate, which is one out of 12, was you know qualifying for this. So every year you guys can see eight, nine, six, seven, nine, nine, six running backs did it in the following seasons. I tracked how much those early round running backs provided the person that drafted them a high win rate advantage. And the average was about 34.65% of the time or about one in every three running backs that you draft in the first four rounds or top 50 picks are providing you that advantage. And this year that was guys like Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, guys like that, that you were drafting in those first four rounds that you were happy with that draft pick. You got what you wanted out of those guys. Joe Mixon also uh, included in that group. And then I also tested the same thing for wide receivers because I wanted to know, okay, running backs are hitting at about a one in three rate in the top 20 overall picks of ADP how much were wide receivers hitting? Should we be prioritizing wide receivers because they hit at a higher rate or are they not hitting as high of a rate? So the win rate table for wide receivers also on the screen right now, in the top 50 of ADP, you guys can see that the percentages are much higher. And in fact, the average was about one in every two wide receivers hitting in the top 50 uh, picks of ADP, which yielded better results than the running back position. So again, to the point of this video, both from an injury risk standpoint and an overall win rate, what they're providing to your team, The wide receiver position is much safer to draft in the early rounds than the running back position. Now, this isn't to say that I'm, you know, some huge zero RB guy because I do like drafting running backs early. I like getting anchor running backs, whether it's one or two in the first uh, four rounds of my drafts. But the point of this video is to stop you from making the mistake of drafting guys like Nick Chubb, guys that don't have high ceilings to the point that, you know, you're drafting them just because you need to fill out your running back slot. Also, guys like Aaron Jones, who I know most of you guys disagree with based on the feedback that I got in uh, Sunday's video where I said that I was not drafting Aaron Jones because I don't think he has a high ceiling but guys like David Montgomery Ezekiel Elliott Josh Jacobs Elijah Mitchell etc all kind of apply to this you know safety running back uh, build and usually safety comes from volume people uh, assume a running back is safe because they're going to get opportunities not necessarily because you know they have a high ceiling or anything like that so in the top 50 picks of ADP If you don't like a running back's outlook to finish as a high, high ceiling guy, you should be drafting a wide receiver because the inherent risk, downside risk, is in favor of the wide receiver position and the only benefit that you get from drafting a running back early versus a wide receiver is that inherently running backs do have higher ceilings because running backs are guaranteed work each and every game unless you're a guy like cooper cup last year who just had an outlier season one of the best win rate seasons we've seen from a wide receiver in the last seven years there were seven running backs since 2015 to produce a 20 plus percent Win rate. We had guys like Christian McCaffrey in 2019, Todd Gurley in 2017, Christian McCaffrey again in 2018, David Johnson in 2016, Le'Veon Bell in 2017. All these seasons that were very, very productive versus only three that produced a 20 plus percent win rate at wide receiver and again and that was cooper cup last year obviously was the highest win rate we've seen in the last seven years antonio brown in 2017 julio jones in 2015 so inherently the ceiling is higher for running backs as as far as a win rate is concerned but the risk is also a lot higher as well so make sure that you guys are not making that mistake in your drafts of drafting safe running backs because you need volume or you need to fill out your rb2 slot or whatever they don't have a high ceiling don't draft them in the first four rounds. So there's been a lot of running back talk this week. Obviously I talked about running backs. I'm avoiding on the fantasy pros podcast. I talked about running backs. I'm avoiding on Sunday's video. I talked about uh, league winning running backs on Monday's video. I talked about late round targets, which included some running backs in Wednesday's video. This is the way that I'm wrapping up. I'm gonna, what I'm guess I'm calling running back week next week, coming at you guys with league winning wide receivers at the beginning of the week on Monday. So make sure you stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed this video, as always, hit the like button, comment any of your thoughts down below as well, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Check out the Patreon. I'm going to upload all this data to Patreon. If you guys want access to it yourself, you can you know kind of sort through it and uh, make your own distinctions and do your own research. So um, with that being said, guys, peace out, and I'll talk to you soon.